This is one for all the American history buffs out there. In honor of Inauguration Day, we were planning on doing an hour and 45-minute show outside without coats on. But it's raining here in L.A., and we don't want to be replaced by the John Tyler Report. So, the Trump Report Inauguration Day special starts now! You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin! That's how divisive of a day it is. I had to make a joke from 160 years ago. I thought I was a history buff, but apparently not, because that one went right over my wet head. Scott, would you like to educate um, uh, Chelsea and the listeners? This is fantastic. Yes, this is well, a, an amazing piece of American William history. Henry Harrison did almost a two-hour speech out in the rain back in 1841. It snowed that day, and, and he wanted snowed, to show well, what a man It was like was. 34 degrees, yeah. so, and, it was very, and he sat out there for almost two hours, gave the longest inaugural speech, and caught pneumonia and died a month later, the very first president to die in office. Yeah. How did I not know that? So John Tyler was he, the He died in office. He's, the, he's not assassinated. He kind of assassinated himself, himself yes. in all honesty. Because, you know, <laughs> he, he was very firm. He's like, I'm not going to wear a coat. I'm a man. I'm a manly man. In any case, speaking of manly men, I'm your host, Christian Vlad. <laughs> Christian, why'd you laugh so hard at that, Chelsea? On Twitter at Christian DMZ. Joined by the lovely and talented Chelsea Galicia at Chelsea Galicia. Hi. It's because if I didn't laugh, I'd be crying. That's right. true. I, well, I, I think that uh, that could be true. And at the other end of the desk, another manly man, Scott Moore <laughs> at S-Man 80. Uh, a little later, we'll have a friend of ours on the phone, but uh, not just yet because we want to uh, talk amongst ourselves for a bit. Uh, first and foremost, all of us here watched... The inaugural. So you uh, didn't have to, so, America. Yes, yeah, exactly. I, did, I did write that on my Facebook because there's a lot of people who didn't want to. And I was like, well, we're going to watch it. So We, we suffered so you didn't have to. You know, <laughs> suffering, for the suffering's a relative Some of us term. suffered. Uh, and I, you know, it, it, there's obviously so many thoughts to have about it. But uh, I uh, wanted to uh, open it up to the two of you. Just sort of overall succinct reactions. We'll get more in-depth momentarily. Uh, Chelsea, ladies first, of course. Well, I was most interested in seeing the people around Trump. I was looking to see what Hillary sort of looked like, the faces of the people there. That's what I was most interested in. And most of the time... Just to see what her eyes look like when she's had to take a pound of Quaaludes to get through the day. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I even watched the eyes of, like, the choir singers. I I just was trying to get a sense. And they looked kind of dead behind the eyes. Really, most of them did. And I, I I got the sense that, like, people were just... I couldn't actually really see Hillary during the ceremony because her big I, I, I'm pretty sure bodyguard was right in front they, of her and they blocking knew how the to camera position view. her mm-hmm. so that she didn't get a million cutaways of her. Really yeah. smart. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, you know, Trump didn't make it a total shit show at all. Um you know, get, of course, get, gets like facts and history wrong, sure. and that okay. really annoys well, me. And we'll get into the content of the speech in a moment. Um, but what I'll say about it in just brief terms is that as a speech, as things that you're laying out, a lot of it is something that people are like, yes, that is what we need. Now, you can then talk about if you think he'll do it, but that's that's a separate issue. It's not issue. even about whether I think he'll do it. It's just the way he speaks, it's like he just doesn't know the way things work. He doesn't know the history We'll get into that in a sec, but it was just like, I was really sad for people that are really like getting their hopes up. And and, well, we'll talk about the content, I guess, of the conversation, of the speech in a bit. But I mean, just overall, you know, not impressed, but I also wasn't 
was, I guess, sort of impressed because it wasn't a total disaster. Right. When your expectations are so low, you can't. Like, help I was but expecting be. him to be loud and like, I will save you, now, America. You've seen and there him wasn't give any of that. Presidential speeches before, though. You know, his acceptance speech, you know, after, you know, on election night. You just never know which version you're going to get. It, now, see, that's an interesting point because there are, there are Trumps that we see who act very presidential and you're like, well, maybe he could do the job. And then, you know, then there's the one that can't help himself and talk about how bad Every new Celebrity time. Apprentice is. Oh, I hope you're not talking about Ricky. No, 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 no. He doesn't like the new version of Celebrity uh, Apprentice hosted when, by Even though the ratings Arnold. are mm-hmm. on par with the ratings well, when Trump left. <laughs> sure. so. He's comparing it to season one. Anyway, right, of uh, you know, when there, were, when there were like literally 300 less channels. Anyway, uh, Scott, <laughs> your overall thoughts and then we'll dive more uh, into it. I, you know, I always enjoy the pomp and circumstance of the, of the actual transfer seeing you know that play out um but i thought overall it was very subdued very sober um sober what a good word just there there wasn't really that excitement um even the woos in the crowd were yeah, like, Yeah, it was just very kind Speaking of... Speaking um, of sober, I thought you were both going to be day drinking. And, uh, you know, I'm a professional, so I, I wasn't I going to. This you, you already are. A couple of those uh, mugs are filled with... I'm just saying this <laughs> is a brown what? liquid. Who knows what it is? I watched this curled up in my bed. I, I, can, I can't be, like, laying there in my warm, cozy yeah. bed downing alcohol and then drive in the rain. It's just, See, mm-hmm. now that's or very even responsible. Yes, exactly. And here's an important thing, though. You, very vocally not a Trump fan... You know what you did today? You got out of bed. And there are people that you feel like are going to have a lot of you trouble getting out of, out of bed today. Especially was, when it's rainy and cold yeah, and let's, here in Los Angeles. Yeah, exactly. you're like, the text stand convo bed. amongst our group. Yeah, yes. which we'll summarize in a, in a moment. <laughs> I, I was like, oh, fuck it. I got to get up. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got a text from our friend Stephen Helmkamp, who used to do Trump versus Hillary with us and sometimes does the Trump report with us. Uh, we're getting some uh, interesting comments in the chat room. Uh, my friend Jason Blair is in there. Uh, he... Uh, says that the message boiled down to America's going to get ours now, uh, which I guess you could take either way. Like, it's time we get what's coming to us. (laughs) Could actually be either way. We deserve things or we deserve bad things to happen. I know the way that Jason means it is it's our turn to pay attention to ourselves for a little bit. America's going to get a little me time, which, again, is to the contents of the speech. Uh, Kim K. K Mm -hmm. loved Michelle Obama's scowl and entire reaction. And Jason commented to that. She's back to not being proud of her country again. There were, of course, infamous comments from her very early on in the administration where she said for the first time she was proud of her country. She's been much more proud of her country since then. And I think that uh, those were sort of angrier comments, but I understand his point. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is really funny. Somebody thought that we were watching it midday. Actually, I live in L.A., yeah. where yeah. it was morning, morning. time. Yes, yeah. it was yeah. before 9 a.m. before he it, was uh, Right, and so in. for <laughs> us here uh, in uh, beautiful, sunny, dry Los Angeles, uh, the swearing-in is at 9 a.m., uh, I heard something on the radio, and I, I like, because I was actually driving around, I took my son to daycare uh, before the actual speech, you know, during some of the coverage, and he said, well, swearing-in will be at noon per the Constitution, and I'm like, no, per an amendment to the Constitution, because Inauguration Day used to be on March 4th, March 4th. Mm-hmm. you know? I don't know if it was on January 20th if uh, William Henry Harrison uh, would have uh, would have done a little bit better. But anyway, we've talked a lot about him today. <laughs> uh, one of the things, the interesting things that Maybe I Maybe it had, compares to Trump and how short his term will be, I don't know. <laughs> well, he didn't, he doesn't look like he caught pneumonia. No. What, uh, so look, there were a Peach. lot of surreal moments uh, today. Uh, I think for people who 
supported Trump and were impressed that it happened. It was surreal for them because they couldn't believe it. People who didn't support him find it surreal because, you know, the guy who used to host not even Celebrity Apprentice, but he used to host The Regular Apprentice, too. <laughs> That's with regular people. So, you know, it's very surreal. One of the most surreal things I saw uh, when I was getting ready, I had CNN on upstairs and, uh, you know, and I was in the bathroom and they had a, they had a split screen. President Obama was giving his speech, the, mm-hmm. uh, the hangar speech at the Air Force, Andrews Air Force Base, which they always do, and they were covering. And they had a split screen, and uh, now President Donald Trump, which I think is the first time I've said it on the show, President Trump was signing some papers, and they cut away from Obama speaking to show mm. Trump signing. And now uh, the networks actually didn't even show any, because uh, I flipped around, and this fascinated me, so I looked around, and they hadn't been showing it anyway on, on the broadcast networks. So that's basically what's happened. Thanks, Obama. We're done with you now. Mm-hmm. You can go ahead and speak to your hangar. We'll watch it later. Maybe we'll show you some highlights. But when he speaks, it's not that important. And it's it's just interesting because now he's citizen Obama. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, there were, they did cover the... You know, the helicopter takeoff, which is is a lot less sad than the footage you see of uh, Nixon when he had to leave. This right. is just like, oh, his time's up now. See you, see Obama. Have fun. He's going to the Palm Springs this right. weekend, by the way. So let's not feel bad for Obama. He's going to have a, a, a great vacation. All right. So uh, there's plenty of other things to talk about. But as we get to the uh, content of my speech, uh, I was uh, watching... <laughs> My speech, his speech. <laughs> My like, speech what? is coming at the end of the show. Uh, we just have to go outside and stand in the rain for yes. it. Yeah. Uh, the uh, I was so I was talking to my wife, and she pointed out that Trump really is a product of America. That's a very American story. It is a very specific kind of American story because President Obama is a great American story. Bill Clinton's is a lot closer. You know, we all know about Hope, Arkansas. We don't have to get into it. President George W. Bush, well, that's an American story, too. Well, you know, my dad was president. <laughs> so it's interesting because these last few presidents are telling you, yeah, these are the different kinds of people who get elected. And it is a very calm and civil transfer of power that we have here. All right, so now we're holding, we're handing over the keys for everything over to these people that don't agree with anything we agree with, but it's time. That's what the people wanted. We gotta Some go. Of so, the people wanted. Sure, but <laughs> Less enough. Than half okay, of the people enough wanted. people wanted. <laughs> in, people. in the elect states that, with the electoral college. <laughs> See if if Chelsea like kind of walks around and she's like everyone else's footnotes. It's like it's like some of the people wanted. Yeah, you know, three hundred and nine electoral votes uh, felt that way. That's that's the three or four. Three or four. Who did I give him that I shouldn't have? Did I give him Idaho or something? Anyway. No. Uh, so I don't know. I think I think it's interesting from that standpoint, but you know I think that's probably not how everybody felt. Uh, we've talked about what your thoughts were as you're watching the speech. Let's talk a little bit about the contents. Oh, goody! Ooh, itself. Yeah. <laughs> so look, here are some things that I think that I, I specifically put in my notes. Things that we could probably all agree with, especially you, Chelsea, on this first Ooh, one. Let's say Power mm. back to the people. What? Nope. Mm-hmm. Can't agree with that. Mm-hmm. So you don't think a small group of elected officials have reaped the benefits of government while the people people bore the costs? That part is yeah. absolutely true. So power true, back to the people. But that part is not. Doesn't that sound mm. like something Bernie would say? Who do you think? Look at the cabinet. Or the people the, that... The, the right. soon to be... You're the, right. Yes. It's not the yes. cabinet yet. But so yeah, you're anybody right. who thinks that anything on mm. that level is going, is going to change, to change right. has not been paying attention and let's see who has 
donated to the Republican Congress and even the Democrats. Did you guys cover, in my absence, the... I had it in my notes, but you know what? Scott and I did a two-man show, and uh, it was a lovely conversation. We ran out of time, like always. Oh, okay. Well, then I guess I get to put it in now. You could talk about it briefly. How last week there was a a vote. Uh, Bernie brought an an idea forward that we import prescription medication from Canada. That would really lower the cost of prescription medication. There were a dozen Republicans that supported it and 13 Democrats that voted against it including people like Cory Booker, who are like a mm-hmm. rising star in the Democratic Party. And it is thought to be, and I believe, uh, that the choice to vote against it was because of the donor money that they got from big pharmaceutical companies. And yes. so very disappointing. That, that is happening on both sides mm-hmm. of the aisle. And so if you think that the power is now going to go back to the people as opposed to the people that funded the Congress you're in for a rude awakening. Right, right but as Agreed. as a, a sentence to say, the idea of power back to the people, I'm surprised that you are fighting against the idea that the people could have more say in their government. Now, Not realistically... Not the Trump administration. You feel you like that, they, they don't represent So that's them. why... I, I, I sat there thinking, wow, this guy knows what to say. That's how he got himself elected. Sure. He knows what to say, but he doesn't believe that, and we know he doesn't believe that because of the people he's put forth to run the cabinet. I mean, the five and, of them are like from Goldman Sachs himself. Right. The, it's just, right. it's just, it, it, you just got to scratch a little bit beneath the surface to understand what he really thinks. And people are buying this stuff. And, uh, our friend Storage Yard resident in the chat room, you know what he just shouted out? Trump 2020. <laughs> uh, I want to move down to some other things on the list. Uh, I, here's another one that I feel like you guys would agree with, but maybe I'm wrong. Uh, the establishment has protected itself, but not the citizens of our country. Do you agree with that statement? Now, yes. you don't have to agree that Trump's the guy who's going to undo it. Yeah. But do you mm-hmm. agree with that? See, yes. I see. The, I was very specifically thinking about how we were going to be doing the show, and I was going to be sitting with the two of you. I was like, I was like, I feel like, all right, so we can, we can agree that that has happened. We right. don't have to agree whether or not it will be undone. I like to be optimistic and hope and change. You guys, there was a very and, uh... wise woman. <laughs> That Oprah quotes a lot. That's why I know this. Gail King? Nah, try again. <laughs> Maya Angelou? Yes! It's the only two I know. Score. And you want to know the quote that Maya Angelou... Please. She said, when people show you who they are, believe them. Mm-hmm. Okay. The I, first time. I, I mean, I, I do think that that's a great, uh, that's a great quote. Because and so this idea true. that he was like... All the words that came to mind are not appropriate right now. The idea that he is going to become... Transfer, transform himself into this real mm-hmm. presidential he's noble. He's going to and he's is, going to. It's just right. wacky that people think that. It's not the way humans work. When in history has a oh, D-bag came to mind, but I don't want to use that word. When in, in the history of mankind has somebody gone from bad to great because they were given more power? Right, exactly. Anybody? They're given more power. Is that, right. Is that... <laughs> doesn't That's seem to work a in a thing. good favor. I, granted, I only studied psychology. I don't, I don't think it's the right answer. I just want to move on. Uh, no, how about, no, no. He, he how about Jesus? Job. Uh, when, <laughs> okay. You know, I, when, think, I think I came when, up with one. Though. When have egos shrank uh, when given I more power? I don't think they do. Exactly. I, okay. I think that that's a valid point. Uh, and you. someone who already has an incredibly inflated ego 
and loves power. Wait, you power. think Donald Trump thinks highly of himself? I know, right? I mean, huh. it's crazy talk. Yeah, I mean, um, I, I, you know, look, the thing that that's going to change is not going to happen. Here's the part that I did not think that you would agree with, uh, that uh, this is the day that people became the rulers of this nation again. Uh, that, you know, the political party's not going to matter. This isn't a direct quote. That the people matter. The okay. men and women will be forgotten no longer. Everyone is listening to you now. You probably disagree with that. You don't feel like everyone's listening to them now. Do you feel like people are being listened to a lot less than they were 24 hours ago? Yeah, nothing has nothing mm-hmm. has changed. I mean, there's a really great video on a website called represent.us that shows the influence of the public's opinion on the likelihood of any bill passing. And it is... 30% whether Americans love it or hate it, it's about 30% chance that it's going to pass. People with lobbyists and big money in politics, theirs looks like the on the line, the chart that you would expect to see. When people don't really like it, it has a low chance of passing. And when people really show a lot of enthusiasm, it has a lot of chance of pa- uh, passing. But it's not going to change in this Trump administration. So another thing I don't think you guys will agree with, uh, do you feel like it's inaccurate to say that the wealth of our middle class has been ripped from their homes and redistributed across the entire world? I am so glad you brought this one up. <laughs> I, I, I highlighted was, it. Yes. I have a lot of space around it mm-hmm. to make sure that I see it because I thought you might be interested in that statement. That one was one of my favorites. Right. Um, okay. So um, he skipped the – okay. Where do I start with this? Like, America has the most billionaires. Of all the countries, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, cool. Nobody yes. wants to. We have to the turn. best billionaires. We have the best trillionaires. Okay, mm-hmm. so it is very funny that he's saying all the money went from the middle class to the rest of the world. Mm-hmm. Then how did all of our billionaires become so how, billionaires? And he conveniently left those people out. So yeah, his I friends mean, they got to keep their money. His, Come on. Right. So him the and his class didn't, but the billionaires got to keep their money. The one tenth of the one percent, they got mm-hmm. chipped in all this. Somehow the money jumped right. from the American middle class to. The rest of the world and didn't at all stop through them. It didn't it went to them? It's in their bank accounts. They have it. Bank accounts all over the all place. over the world too. By but the way, it's just <laughs> so amazing, they don't pay amazing mm-hmm. that he's like all the money went from the American middle class to the rest of the world. Yeah, it is just a complete fabrication. It is mind-boggling Total that people lie. continue to fall for it when this person False. himself. What other? I'm trying to think of the words of that. that he uses. Completely fabricated. Wrong. <laughs> Wrong. Yeah, I like Wrong. that. Wrong. Just, just, who who believes that? Who believes that? Well, we're in that? a post-factual world, as we've that? seen. We're in a post-factual world. Now, words don't matter anymore. He basically can say whatever he wants. My overall thoughts of the speech itself. Yes, please. Uh, was very dark. Uh, just like his speech at the, at the at the Republican way. National Convention, yeah. you would have felt like we were coming out of uh, just this horrible period of time and... Talking about gangs and the America, what was it? The, oh, not, it stops now. Yes, the the, <laughs> the American the, this American the carnage, carnage stops, stops right, right here, here and, and it right stops now. right now. It was all that's just, a good campaign line, though. It is. It felt very much like he was still campaign mode. I, I, I mean, he does kind of have to um, still keep running to get people behind. Him. But he was still targeting that that slim group of people that helped to elect him. And to me, it didn't, and I know it was totally different. A lot of people that supported him were like, we don't want to hear the rosy rhetoric from Obama. We want someone that's going to you know, get results done and everything, so we don't care. Uh, obviously, they don't care about what he says and, and everything else. But to me, as someone who you would think he would try to reach out to, uh, maybe the pe- rest of the people that did not vote for him, which is the majority of the people, yeah. uh, he did not do a good job of that. It still felt very dark. It was still no targeting attempt. this very 
small group of people. There was no empathy. Uh, it, it just was just really um, depressing and, and not at all what's really happening in this country. And I don't know. And it wasn't even backed up by we're going to do this and this and this and we're going to bring everybody together. There was none of that. So I, I don't know. I think he's still continuing to double down on, on this approach. And that, he's going to take it back, and, and he's going to make it great again, and we're going to be safe again, and we're going to be prosperous again. He's going to wipe off ISIS right, off, the off the face, face of, the of the planet. planet. Which, which, by is, the way, if he does, that's That's not a, possible. I'm just saying if he does. <laughs> he's so not. It's not this is, Look, Inauguration Day is the day for fairy tales and dreams right, and rainbows and kittens. That would I not mean, be something does. I would and say. And I was suckered into that in Obama's inauguration mm-hmm. speech because at that time I didn't yet know how Washington worked. And now that I do, it's a whole different story. Well, but I'm still going to say from when he walked in the office to where, you know, like the speech today would have been in more place in 2009. We were in that deep recession and yeah. people are losing jobs. That would have fit to me more, but we have come. It would have been a good speech corner. for Truman yes, I know to give. People are still not working, and the economy is still not working for some people. But compared to where we were eight years ago to where we are now, that speech just did not fit in with with the rest of society. It kind of sure. reminded me of the 1920 Warren Harding. Uh, his was a little more flowery, but it was coming off of an eight year Democrat president with Woodrow Wilson. It was very wonky, and, and he also wore a and, coat. And, by the way, and, so, and yeah. Warren Harding was the populist Republican. Uh, that came in and with this conservative agenda and was like, it's all about America now. World War One was over. Let's focus on America and factories and all on us first and jobs. And uh, that's the closest analog I can find. That was find. interesting. He was like, we're going to have – everything's going to be made in America. And what was the other thing? Yeah, made in America and – Well, oh, we're going to protect our borders. It oh, yeah. It's a very it, – look, it's a very isolationist speech. It was very isolationist, like 1921. Which, right, which is not necessarily a model that America, you want to follow. Right, 1921 America – is As not, we saw what happened in the end of that decade yeah, with Republicans and, and in, in power through that decade and what there, happened with the Great It's not the blueprint you want to follow. And I, I, don't, don't, think I don't think that that's what he's getting at, but no, 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 no. it makes you think about like, hey, there have been times where we're like, you know, we're not, we're going to protect our borders, not other people's borders. We're going to worry about us. And look, you should worry about what's going sure. on here. I don't mean that. But right. when you shun the rest of the world... Then you start to, uh, you know, close yourself off a little too much. That's what I was going to say, too. I think the rest of the world watching that speech would be very uncomfortable with that. And we're more of a global society now than ever before. And you can't just shut that down anymore. You have to learn how to work with the rest of the world. Uh, And I I get the – and I get what he was targeting, those same people that voted for him in the America First thing. And I get it, but it was was – so extreme that it, it would turn off a lot of people and a lot of global you know, people around the world, too. So I have two points to make about inclusion. You mentioned that uh, there could have been more inclusion. Uh, one of the things we're going to do in terms of inclusion for this show, Marissa, is we're going to get our friend Drexel on the phone. <laughs> so nice. we're going to do that. But uh, at one point in the speech, Trump talked a little bit about inclusion, and he talked about white, black, or brown, you know, that doesn't matter if you're white, black, or brown. I was like, and I was with my, go? I, I no, was no. With go my wife, and I was, and I was like, oh, she's Chinese, oh, if you oh, don't hey, know my hey, wife. Hey. You're like, oh, I, I guess oh, I guess he didn't mean you. Yeah, exactly. I was so gonna yellow say that didn't count. <laughs> uh, but uh, interesting transition yeah. to the one yeah. and only Drexel Heard on Twitter, <laughs> at Drexel Heard. Uh, now, Drexel, we were talking about a moment in the speech where uh, Trump President Trump, I'm sorry to have to say that to you, but I think somebody needs to pull the Band-Aid. <laughs> President Trump said, you know, that it, it doesn't matter whether you're white, black, or brown. And as everyone here knows, my wife is Chinese. So I, and I was like, oh, he didn't say yellow. I'm so sorry, honey. You're not part of Trump's America. <laughs> um, 
and and she, I don't think she thought I was funny. But uh, Drexel, first of all, welcome back to the Trump Report. Uh, second of all, you did not watch, unless I'm mistaken, correct? I did not. However, I did read the transcript. So you have a, you have an understanding of of the content of the speech, and I think that that's actually interesting because it might take any uh, emotion out of it if you just read it in sort of an analytical way. Uh, what we've been talking about is not whether or not you expect him to follow through on things, but in terms of a speech that you make to decree this is what needs to happen. Do you think it was at least? I'm trying to put this in a term where I can get <laughs> you to say terrible. yes. But <laughs> do you think that it, at least on paper, sets out a vision that were it to be followed would be a good if, vision? If you or didn't is know it... facts. Okay. If, and history. If, if you listen to what Chelsea says, you don't know <laughs> facts or history. Doesn't it sound great? <laughs> um, I, you know, well, first of all, to your, to your uh, point about uh, him not saying yellow, I think the only yellow he knows of course, is the golden showers that happen. In oh, oh Whoa, look at you went there right away. <laughs> Dipping into the blue ink. Can, can we turn him up at all, uh, Marissa? I'm not sure how well people can hear him. So You really want to hear those jokes. Uh, that was a great really joke. Want. I can't put it on my reel now because it was too... No, I'm just teasing. Um, yeah, it's, it's a great point, though. By the way, uh, our, my, my friend Jason Blair's in the chat room, and he wanted to know, Drexel, do the, does the transcript write out the word huge with a Y, or does it say huge with an H. <laughs> Here's the thing. It says, as prepared for delivery. So I don't know what his actual delivery was like. <laughs> okay. So, uh, so I, I, but here's the thing. I, you know, it reminded me of just reading it. It reminded me of when I ran for um, class president in, in my sophomore year of high school. And I was listening to the other speeches. It did have that very sophomoric high school feel to it um it wasn't you know as as i'm sure you guys have talked about it was a very um um you talked about wiping isis off the face of the planet in your speech no no the other students i'm just talking about the 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 level of education the education level that it sounded like um the complexity of the language the words is that what you mean yeah it wasn't a very it wasn't a very uplifting speech, um, you know, as I'm sure you guys have said. I You didn't like the word I, carnage? I you didn't feel, like, really inspired by that? I, I didn't. I did. I, yeah, it didn't sound like uh, – I, I was like, what carnage? I don't know what's happened. What country he's, he's been watching on TV. Well, Drexel, um, uh, Scott echoed your point, mm-hmm. and uh, also so did the New York Times, who said – Donald Trump, <laughs> Trump. <laughs> Donald Trump presented a dark vision of a nation afflicted mm-hmm. by division and dislocation, exploited and forgotten. Whereas the Washington Post said Trump sworn in, marking a transformative shift in the country's leadership. Uh, so the New York Times is really you want to talk about doubling down and you know not trying to reach out to the non-New York Times reader. I, I think they know who actually subscribes to the New York mm-hmm. Times. But I think it's very easy to see it as a, as a, a dark vision. I think that the other side of it would be people see these as dark times. I mean, not the dark times that perhaps befit a speech like this. This is not. You know, uh, Scott said earlier, this isn't right after 2008, that economy. You know, he said that this speech would have been more fitting in 2009. Not that President Obama would give this speech, but just more of a hypothetical. That condition maybe spoke more to it. 
But I get the impression that a lot of Americans do feel the way that he spoke about, obviously because mm -hmm. of the apparently 304 electoral votes. <laughs> I get, I tried to give him 309 electoral votes earlier. Scott uh, slapped him yeah, down. Yeah, yeah, Scott actually got up and smacked me, and I, I had to apologize because he did such a good job coloring in that map for us. Um, but so I, as, I, I did. I, go ahead. I, I did think that the I did think that the only the only part of the speech that I was like, okay, you know, obviously maybe there's something here is the buy American, hire American. Oh, that's um, what it was. Hire right. American. American. Yeah. And, and yeah, which I thought was I can't ironic. wait for corporate America to start doing that. That's going to be hilarious <laughs> when they start paying but, people $15 and, an hour to answer phones. What, what company is going to sign up to do this first? Yeah. And right after that, he said, we do not seek to impose our way of life on anyone, which is a clear departure from uh, the Bush administration uh, and his colleagues in the Republican party. So, uh, you know, I just don't think he quite, I mean, clearly he wrote it. Um, and in Sharpie, sure which we saw. <laughs> I, I, right. I'm sure he believes everything that he said. I mean, mm -hmm. we will bring back our jobs when we've had 75 months of straight job growth and we will bring back our borders as if our borders went somewhere and we'll bring back our wealth as if he hasn't been wealthy, you know, for the, you know, his entire life, and we'll bring back our, I don't know what kind, we'll bring back our dreams as if, you know. I think we big, dream we, bigger. We've for eight years. So. We, we haven't been dreaming big enough. Uh, you know, and I look, Apparently. I just want to get, oh, go ahead. I'll let you finish your thoughts. Sorry, Drexel. Oh, I was just going to say, there was a lot of image, there was a couple of paragraphs of imagery, so I don't think he actually wrote those. Um, <laughs> you know, when he was talking about, when he was talking about Detroit, Windswept, wind. Oh yeah, the windswept plains of Nebraska. Nebraska. Yeah. I, you know that that did catch my ear as well. You think that's a Kellyanne uh, turn of phrase? I think so. I, I don't know that he he knew. I don't even think he knows what imagery is. So or or that he's been to the windswept plains of Nebraska. Right. I don't even think he knows where Nebraska but, um, is. <laughs> I don't I think, think he knows where there. Nebraska is. No. Um, and you know so. Uh, you know, for overall, I just I just think that it, I mean it was a very short speech. Yeah, I think it was I think it was a I think it was a a, a in foreshadowing how long his presidency will be. <laughs> Ouch! <laughs> yes, uh, I at at uh, ten a.m. because keeping in mind for our, our viewers and listeners that we're on the West Coast, so he was sworn in at nine a.m. Uh, I did joke to my wife at ten a.m. I, I kind of looked over at her and I was like. You know, if Hillary won, she'd still be talking right now. So it was nice. It was, I think it was a 19-minute speech. Oh, by the way, if Obama got a third term, he'd still be talking now almost yes. three hours later. But uh, I just to give an, another opinion, uh, in the chat room, someone who I haven't seen before, uh, 439Tab, thanks for joining us. We appreciate that, said he has a great speechwriter. And 439Tab, love the speech. Nixon said... Don't listen to what we say. Watch what we do. Let's hope he does at least some of what the speech says. And look, I appreciate people who are having that positive outlook. Uh, it's very difficult for some people, possibly some people in the studio, maybe even some people on the phone. I don't know. I'm not naming any names. It might be difficult to try and look at it that way because you feel pretty confident that you know what he's going to do. Uh, but I at least appreciate that people are trying to see that silver lining. I, I also wouldn't compare anything to Nixon, though. That would be the, the, the thing right there. If you Only don't Nixon could go to China, to and uh, I don't think the Trump... I, uh, I do want to say, there is a chance, a good chance, that he will do 
some good. I'm not saying that there it's impossible, but on the whole, that yeah. people will be saved. That no, but honestly, Chelsea, the fact that you're willing to say it's possible is well. I mean, it, listen, it says a lot about you I'm, because there are people that are just like, no, it's not going to well, happen. I'm thinking and, very specifically, like Ted Cruz wants to talk about term limits. Okay, right. I'm gay. Right. That happens. So there right. are a few things that is possible that can be done, but like a. Dangerous alcoholic isn't dangerous and drinking alcohol every single day. Those people still get stuff done sometimes. It's still... Like you say, the clock is right twice a day kind yes. of thing. Like, there's always a chance that <laughs> I was, something I was trying to give it a slightly <laughs> different variation on it. But yeah. yeah, it's exactly that idea. Right. So it's not that everything will be terrible. Because I know what's going to happen is that he's going to do one good thing and everybody's going to be like, See, Chelsea, he's the greatest of all time. <laughs> No, no, no. Storage yard resident will be like, I told you. Exactly. And so I don't want it to be on the record that I said it was going to be terrible all day, every day. No, no. You you have an expectation that it will not... It will not be a, a good four years. Mm -hmm. But you think that some good could come of it. I think that if you just think back to, you know, 16 scant years ago when President Bush was sworn in... There was a lot of that same talk. Of course, you can isolate things that did not go well, things that shouldn't have happened. I'm not even talking about 9-11. I'm talking about wars and things. And the whole second term. Sure. And, uh, but what I'm saying is you can isolate. You know, every day he didn't uh, sit in that chair and, and you know, destroy the country. Things happened. You know, the, the wheels kept turning. The country continued. Uh, and to actually bring it back to 9-11, that's not an easy thing to navigate, you know, getting America... Uh, you want to talk about making America, I don't want to use the word great again, but making America function again after that, <laughs> yeah. it, it was no easy task. I do want to say that when Trump said, you know, today we're not going to impose our way of life on other people, I do appreciate that. And I hope that he does not continue in Obama's footsteps of dropping, I think, if I'm going to get this right, 26,000 bombs. And That's a lot of bombs. We are currently, currently, right now, I mean, at, the last that I checked, yes. bombing seven, seven. countries. Mm -hmm. And so if he will put a stop to that, he may even be a hero for a day in my eye. Well, I, think, I think he's going to cut that list down by six and just bomb Mexico. I'm sorry, Drexel, I spoke over you. What were you saying? I was just going to say I wouldn't hold my breath on that, Chelsea. I think the Republicans yeah. are, are going to increase the amount of uh, military uh, firepower right. around the world. They already so want to increase military I would hold spending. My on that. Yeah. Uh, well, but I also I also want to agree with Chelsea on which you know hasn't happened often in the past few weeks, um, in the sense that I do think that the that Donald Trump will I had to catch myself um, <laughs> will um, <laughs> I I do think that there is an opportunity for him to want to do great things. I just don't think that I don't think it, it's less him. And it's more the congressional Republicans that he has to work with that because we've be already seen because because we've already seen the policies that they are interested in. It's not necessarily that he doesn't want he wants to bring like in his head. You know, he's so simple that he wants to do like he wants to bring back jobs. Yeah, everybody wants to do that. Yeah, he wants to build. You know, he wants to have an infrastructure package. Well, yeah, that's what Democrats have been working on for years, but Republicans don't want that to happen. Yeah, he wants to <clears throat> this America First thing. It's something that we've all been talking about. Whatever. But I don't think the congressional Republicans are going to – they will keep him from being what he thinks he wants to be. It won't be necessary. It won't necessarily be him being the bad guy at the end of the day. I think that there are worse Republicans 
um, legislatures than there than there is than there are him because he is so simple minded. <laughs> right, and I kind of think what, what Christian was what you were saying earlier about you know things happen like things are going to happen and they're going to have to react to them and that's going to be how is he going to react to things that happen in the next. There's going to be hurricanes years. that need relief. Right, and, there's going to be and bills other, that get signed. There's going to be things that have things to that function. He's going to have to react to that are going to be different than what you know. A lot of people come into office thinking a lot of presidents thinking that they have this agenda they're going to lay out. And like you saw with George W. Bush, that was completely changed after 9-11, only nine months into his presidency, and the entire uh, trajectory shifted. You know, uh, And President Obama came in with a, a, an incredibly bad economy and had to work on that and, and change it. So a lot of people's you know, ideals and things get shifted as, as priorities change and things happen Can and I you respond have to react to them. To I don't Jason's want to comment. talk about that because uh, it'll take up all the rest of our okay. time. So I will give you, I will let you respond to it, but I will give you one minute to respond to it because as soon as I saw that, I'm like, oh, Chelsea can talk the rest of the show about that. I can't so, see her. My eyes I, must be getting old. I can no, barely read it. I, I know what it is. So <laughs> just, uh, you can address it quickly, but I, I that's such a divisive issue. Uh, do you want me to read his comment? Yeah, uh, yeah I have it. Yeah. Uh, so uh, Jason Blair in the chat room says, not imposing our way of life on other people, like forcing people with religious objections for paying for the abortions of others. So very divisive issue. I don't want to spend the rest of the right. show no, talking about it, but talk, I would like to let you we, respond to we, it. But we all put money towards things that we don't agree with. My tax dollars pay for the military and mm-hmm. have helped support wars and killing people, and I don't agree with that at all. My tax dollars have gone to corporate subsidies, which I do not agree with at all. But I still, you still pay them, and you, you have to, in, in living in a society, um, you're going to put money in a pot for things that other people want and need that you don't agree with, but that's sort of. But see, the and that, that's what game. I'm saying, and that goes the opposite way because people that are not subscribing to someone's religion should not be forced upon their way of thinking because someone's religious uh, inclinations are telling them they can't have an abortion or they can't right. be married to whoever they love because of their. So it's, it works. So it's a two way street. It works I'm both so ways. I'm so willing to restrict abortion if Republicans will agree to pass out birth control like Tic Tacs. Well, there you go. How is that See? a know. Now, that and was a like... succinct answer, and I appreciate that. Uh, also, but it's in the a two-way street, and that needs in, to be remembered. In the chat room, Not everyone believes uh, in religions. Ninja Fisher 391 says, Hi, I'm in school. First of all, Ninja Fisher, stay in school. And Second actually, of all, you're getting a much better education watching us say. than, <laughs> you know, whether, whether you have a, a social justice warrior teacher or you have somebody that teaches from the hymnal versus a textbook, you know, whichever, I feel like you're getting a better education from us. Uh, Drexel, before uh, we let you go and get back to work, making America great again, no, but getting back to work, <laughs> Where, you know, you're making yourself uh, wealthy again. Um, give us uh, some final thoughts about today and what you think uh, down, you know, what your expectations are for not the next four years, but let's say the, the next the, hundred the <laughs> days. Um, well, I think today was bittersweet. I actually rode in this morning, very clichely listening to One Last Time from Hamilton. Um uh, not watching the inauguration, but thinking of the past eight years and President Obama. And, and then I, I said uh, that the only thing that I would watch today was the pre- was President Obama and, and the First Lady leaving on Marine One. Uh, and I did that. Uh, and uh, so I think today was, was, for me, less about Donald Trump and more about uh, uh, President Obama and, the, and, and ending his term. Uh, his two terms. So 
Um, I'm not thinking about Donald Trump today. I probably won't be thinking about Donald Trump uh, at least for the next uh, few days. And, um, you know, because he's going on vacation. So why should I think about it? Um, <laughs> you do realize, of course, he's going to be very difficult to ignore, not necessarily uh, during the weekend. But uh, I think right. there'll be a point where he'll be noticed. And, you know, but right. I, I appreciate I mean, that approach. Obviously, there's a lot of there's a lot of time to kind of, um, you know, analyze what what congressional Republicans and and the Trump administration are going to be doing over the next 100 days. But um, like I said, we've already seen what kind of legislation the Republicans are going to be putting out. And I think that he is going to be a rubber stamp to them. They won't be a rubber stamp to him. So, um, Ooh, that's and, interesting. And that's be, I, I don't know. I think there I, might be something that Congress might send him that he's going to be like, mm, nope. But, so I, I don't I, I think I think that he you know, I think that they have done what they need to do to put his uh, appointments, uh, his cabinet appointment nominations through very quickly. Uh, and I think that was a small price to pay. So he wants to be surrounded by the people that he likes. And in return, uh, Congress gets the legislation that they want signed. Sounds so, fair, but I don't um, think he is fair minded, if that makes sense. Uh, well, uh, Drexel, to, to, to leave yeah, you with uh, one, minded, yes. to leave you with one final comment from the chat, Jordan Vance who uh, seems to be a Trump supporter, but he says, I wish he would stop tweeting so much, which I think, whether you support him or you oppose him, I think everybody agrees. Like, yeah, there's a lot of time spent crafting a tweet to make sure that it fits in 140 characters and thinking that that's the way to express yourself. I don't know. Just save it up for the press conference like most presidents do. Uh, but Well, he did, they, he, did, he did have to relinquish his personal phone yesterday. So, yeah. Um, yep. Well, I remember that, you know, Obama was so long ago that he wanted to keep his BlackBerry, yeah. uh, which is, uh, sounds so quaint now. But I do remember, yeah, you have to give over the phone. You it's do. like, nope. Is this true? I, um, Kim K says that the government website covering the climate change yep. and LGBT pages yes. have been removed yes. already? Yes. Now, yep. that's interesting. Oh. No, hold, hold on. Yes. Hold on. I, I did I want to address that real quick. Okay, sure. Like, Go ahead. I've, I've had people text me about that already, and I'm like, everybody calm down. The transitional website, if you go to the archives of the ObamaWhiteHouse.gov, all of those pages are still there right now. Right. If you look at any new senator page, it's a shell page. All they have right now are bios on it. They haven't even filled in any other pages, really. Um, so I would not – I would give it at least three weeks before they get a full – uh, website up and then talk about what they have. I agree with that. that. That's yes. a good point. And that's what I, I was going to add I, that I point. I think to Kim's that point, it's, it's, it's good that people notice that, yes. but let's not overreact. Right. They, they have at, to get it up. Look at Drexel Hurd being the voice of reason. Yeah, I know, right? No, I was going to bring up that point, too, that it takes a while to get it all up, uploaded and, and, and switched over, but uh, it was alarming to see that originally. I wonder if it's going to be like gold trim. <laughs> Really? Tacky ass gold trim. Yeah. 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 Uh, well, Drexel, we appreciate you uh, taking some time out of your busy, rainy day and uh, joining us here. Los and, Angeles was crying. Yes, it is. <laughs> well, if you listen, so. there, was a pa- there was a pastor that spoke uh, after Trump's speech and said, you know, it started raining when you spoke. And uh, we oh, say that. Franklin that, Graham, wasn't it? Yeah. We yeah. Say, right. We say that the rain is God giving his blessing. And look, if if God is able to provide a blessing to help an administration, we will probably see a lot of days of very heavy rains. Yes, like we could use, use all the help we could get. <laughs> yeah, we, we could all use it. Uh, but in any case, Drexel, yeah. uh, the uh, Political Culture Thank is you. Tuesdays at 6 Pacific, correct, on BHL? We'll be back. 
we're going to be back on uh, January 31st. Oh, Chelsea so I'm on the first and, show. Uh, well, Chelsea will be there. This, this is our second episode, but uh, <sighs> we will have uh, two uh, DNC chair candidates. Oh, um, this is going to be show, good. Um, oh, great. Skyping in, so you guys will have to check that out. Yeah, yeah. we will. Yeah. And Chelsea will be pulling double duty then. Anyway, thanks so much, Drexel, at Drexel. Thank Herb. you. Bye, Eddie. Your Bye. time, as always. Bye-bye. Always great to hear from Drexel. Uh, you know, and look, I like that uh, he's like, yeah, it's not a good day. But here's the thing. He read the speech. He's like, I don't want to watch it, but I do want to know what's going on. Uh, back to the chat room, Jason Blair said the next 100 days, Obamacare reform will be bogged down. The wall will be bogged down. Tax reform will be a done deal. I don't know. I feel like everything will be bogged down. What we uh, alluded to earlier, by the way, is that we got a text from our friend Stephen Helmkamp, who is <laughs> not on the Trump train, but I think that oh, when the Trump train is pulled on. into a station, yeah. <laughs> no, he'll get in it and he'll sit there and he'll be like, this is a pretty comfy chair. And then when the whistle blows, he's like, mm, you know what, I, I, maybe I'll get on at the next stop. He's still, he's still waiting. Uh, he said he's... it was a very nice, great ceremony. History exclamation point. And to which Scott said, history that a moron is president. <laughs> um, that'll just on. let you know what the show <laughs> off right. air is like. Yeah. I'm like, ahead. oh God, don't keep reading. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just taking one. Okay, I, yeah, because that, that's sort of a, a humorous uh, yes. summary of that. Uh, in any case, uh, as, as the time starts to wind down, we only have about five more minutes. Uh, just some final thoughts. You know, as I said, Drexel did not watch. He read, which I think that's fine. That's that's a choice. And look, every American has the choice if they don't mm-hmm. want to watch whichever president. There are plenty of Americans that did not want to see President Obama speak. Can they we sit talk out about Obama the, for a quick second right a now? A quick second? Yes, you absolutely can. Okay, so he never took our guns away. Can we can we all agree with that? He never came after. I don't have any guns, guns, but I understand your point. <laughs> I yeah. don't either. Okay, yeah, no, I don't and either. Then Scott's like oh, I he never fear. converted us to Sharia law. <laughs> No, no, that's a good point. Um, that has not happened. What else? What is everybody? Uh, he was born in the United States. But I'm well, at this point, it doesn't matter. It's like, yeah. I'm just saying so that was a whole thing. So all those things that like people were so convinced he was yes. going to do. Well, it it didn't happen. Can we and, all and acknowledge? We can. I can certainly acknowledge that. And I would like to say that I like to think that maybe we're not going to have the wall. Maybe we're not going to round up. You know, these are things that he said versus things that people were afraid of. Uh, I like to look at this from a positive standpoint, uh, but we do only have uh, three minutes left. Uh, Will we talk about the Women's March? We can. Yes. Uh, Well, it's interesting because... I will be marching from abroad. From Guatemala. Oh, to from be Guatemala, because yeah, you're leaving like today. Yep. Yeah. Have fun at the airport <laughs> with all the rain. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that's all right. Well, so and you can tell us about that in yeah, a few weeks. Yeah, I want to know about uh, how that's going to be uh, outside. Uh, I know the plenty of people who are marching here yes, in Los I'm Angeles. Be where as well. I'm told it's not going to rain tomorrow. No, it's but every rain other Sunday. day the rest of our lives. Yes. It's gonna <laughs> rain. Uh, so the sun is going to come out for all those people that want to protest, which is yeah. perfect. And Scott will sing the song from Annie. The sun will come out tomorrow as soon as as soon as we wrap here. Uh, so, but back to my point, you know, Drexel's decision not to watch, uh, I think for me personally, it's an important thing to see. Sure. You don't want to watch. You don't have to. Now I did have the thought that people who compare Trump to Hitler, you would think that they wouldn't be so quick to say, well, I'm just going to ignore it and hope it goes away. Because you would think if you're going to extend that metaphor, there were probably a lot of people who said, 
Nein, Friedrich, I don't want to watch the new Führer. I don't like him. Let's watch Vanderpump Rules instead. So, if you're opposed to the president, you don't have to watch his speeches. You don't have to follow him on Twitter. You don't have to like him. But you should keep yourself informed. Don't put your head in the sand. Yes. Don't try and right. run away yes. from it. And if you Say are, again. If, you're in, if you're optimistic about the Trump administration, great. Be optimistic. Hope that what he said today is, as the guy in the chat room said... Just hope that he does some of it. And everybody will be happy and informed. And I don't know if everyone's going to be happy no. or informed. Clearly, there are a lot of people that are <laughs> not informed. But if you can informed just at least for world. the hour that you join us every week. Exactly. The best way to do that as we wrap up will be to catch the Trump Report Tuesdays, 7 Pacific, 10 Eastern. We're, of course, at Trump Report ABTV on Twitter. Make sure that you follow us there. Like us on YouTube, comment on YouTube, and of course rate us on iTunes. For the invisible Drexel Herd at Drexel Herd, <laughs> Scott Moore at SMAN80, Chelsea Galicia at Chelsea Galicia, I'm Christian Blatt at Christian DMZ, and we will see you next Tuesday. We'll be back on our regular night, Tuesday, 7 Pacific, 10 Eastern, on the Trump Report. Thanks so much, everybody. From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later! The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 